Welcome to the Fundraising Freedom Podcast with Mary Valoni. I'm your host, Mary Valoni, and this is the place where aspiring six and seven figure fundraisers come to be encouraged, empowered, and educated on how to raise more funds and have more freedom. Welcome to episode 136. Today we're talking about how to avoid begging at the end of the year. And we are just coming off of the Thanksgiving holiday weekend. And if I didn't get a chance to wish you a happy Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving. I hope you had a great weekend and you're gearing up for the Christmas season and the new year. And I know if you're anything like me, you're starting to think about all those things that you want to accomplish in the new year and maybe have that journal busted out and starting to really dream about what could be in the next year. But we also are starting off the last month of the year, which is the the largest giving month. And if you followed anything that I've talked about, you know that December is the largest giving month. Over 30% of all of the donations are going to hit in the month of December, uh, in the United States anyways. And over 12% of all donations will come in in that last 24 hours of the year. So December 31st, we're going to see 12% or more come in on that last day. And so many times we find ourselves in a position where we feel like we're having to beg for those dollars. And especially because this week launches Giving Tuesday. And for the last several years, this has become more and more of a thing. And a lot of our charities and our organizations and our individual ministries are trying to capitalize on Giving Tuesday and say, hey guys, don't forget about us, right? We're basically saying, hey, we're an option for you guys to give to. And if you're going to give on Giving Tuesday, we want you to consider us. And But what has happened during the end of the year, a lot of charities, what I see happen is that a lot of people are finding themselves in a position where they're just begging. I had I had one of my clients actually say that he felt like he was pimping himself out. And I know that that sounds awful, but it was like he just felt like he was selling his organization short because he just felt like he was begging people to give a few bucks on Giving Tuesday or you know, give here at the end of the year that it's like, could you, would you please maybe give us a few dollars at the end of the year? And nobody wants to feel that way. Nobody wants to look at their cause and say, gosh, we're, we're worth the, the change that's at the bottom of somebody's purse or the, in the, the, you know, console of their car. Your cause is worth so much more than the pocket change that your donors have access to. And so as you think about the end of the year and you start thinking about how can we avoid begging this time of year? And I just want to give you a few tips as you think about this upcoming month and what you can do to ensure your success. And I do a lot of trainings around year-end giving and how to set yourself up for success. And I have a lot of, you know, I have my process that I go through and that I encourage my clients to go through. But in the end, I want to highlight the fact that I always go back to my seven steps that I teach in my book, Fundraising Freedom. Many of you guys have read my book and you know the process that I teach, okay? I'm going to give you a quick seven-step overview so that if you're new to the podcast, you know exactly what we're talking about, okay? So I teach these seven steps. The seven steps spell out the word freedom, and the first one is focus your vision. Then I go to run your research, which is the R. The next one is E, enlist your team. 
The fourth one is enhance your brand. And that's the one I want you to highlight today. Okay. I want you to be thinking about enhance your brand during our time. And then the D is deploy your team. The O is organize your ask and the M is make your difference. So throughout these seven steps, what I'm doing is I'm walking you through each step of the process to get you to the place where you're actually asking people for money and you're doing what you're called to do. You're fulfilling the mission of your organization in step seven, and you're making a difference. And that's what we all are working towards. We're trying to walk through these steps so that ultimately the dollars come in and we get to fulfill the mission that we are working towards. But I want you to think about step four here during our conversation today. I talk about enhancing your brand. What is your brand? What is it that you guys are doing to stand out in the community that you live in, in the country, in the region, wherever it is that you're at? You have been working towards this branding process that you are uh, putting yourself out there. Now, if your brand has nothing to do with begging, then we should probably uh, put the begging process aside, right? We probably shouldn't be begging because it's off brand. Okay. If you are an organization or a cause that is focused on abundance and changing lives and making a difference and turning things completely around and saying, you know what? We don't follow the current system that's out there because we're doing things differently. And if that's you, then we have got to stop begging. And the way that we can avoid that is we can just have a plan, right? So if we have a plan and we walk through it step-by-step, and we are on brand throughout the entire year. It doesn't matter whether it's December or whether it's July. We're we're always on brand. Now, I use my my background working for the American Cancer Society quite a bit during examples just because that is an easy reference for me to go to because I've done it, I've been there, I've done that. So I want to share with you just a quick example of what I did during the month of December when I was working for that organization. Okay, my signature fundraiser that I worked on throughout the entire year was in August. So during the month of December, I didn't go off brand. So I was still focused on my signature fundraiser in August. And sometimes I find that organizations will get distracted during the month of December and they'll start sending out their year-end appeals. They'll start sending out materials to people that are not about their signature fundraiser. It's not about the way that they have told everybody that they want to raise funds. So when you meet somebody for the first time, when you are talking to somebody who says, wow, we love the work that you guys are doing, uh, what do you, how do you guys raise funds. What's your thing? If you focus people on your signature fundraiser, you say, Hey, this is our main thing that we work towards. And maybe it's a walk, maybe it's a run, maybe it's a campaign that you guys do every year. Um, for those radio stations that are out there, they might have that fall and the spring campaign that they do. Maybe you've got something that you're like, yeah, that's what we do every year. We've got that one thing in the spring. We've got that one thing in the fall, or maybe it is a December fundraiser totally your thing, but I want you to be thinking about what is the the driver? What's the thing that you tell the stranger that you meet for the first time about, here's how we predominantly raise our funds. And if you don't have that one thing, I want you to listen up because you need to have one central way of how people can give to your cause. Okay. Maybe it is that you're asking them for monthly contributions. Maybe giving monthly is the thing that you want everybody to be giving towards. 
but you also need to have some sort of campaign that revolves around that signature fundraiser, that signature way of giving. And so then when you say, hey, every year we gear up and we do this big push for our campaign during this month, okay, that's what I want you to be thinking about, all right? So for me, it was the month of August. And so I did these fundraisers that kind of, that just led up to the big fundraiser. I did a thank you event in November. We did a couple of events in the spring that were like a golf tournament and uh, some other little things. We did a, a kid's party in the summer months, just leading right up into the, the big gala that we did. But all the, the whole calendar year was all moving towards something, Okay, so that's why I want you to be really conscious of the fact that December should fall right in line with your annual, your annual push. And if you don't have something right now, that's why when I talk about my program, Fundraising Freedom Academy, I'm talking about having one single signature thing and then all the other things lead up to it and all the other things flow right into that signature fundraiser. And maybe a year-end campaign and a year-end appeal does fall into that, but you're always driving people towards that signature thing on the calendar. So during the month of December for me, I was really focused on getting my sponsors re-upped for the next year. So I wasn't doing a heavy push to send us a check right now in the month of December. I was saying, hey, if you want to give your your donation in the month of December, you're more than welcome to, but we are gearing up for that fundraiser in August. So if you want to be a sponsor, if you want to buy tickets, if you want to attend that annual fundraiser, then this is how you can be a part of it. Here's how you can give. Now, if you want to give a general gift at the end of the year and you want to make that contribution towards a restricted gift, which means hey, there's a special project that we're working on. And maybe that's for us, it was research or driving cancer patients to and from their treatment. Somebody could write a special check, give a gift at the end of the year to any one of those campaigns. But you can see how I wasn't begging and I wasn't frantic at the end of the year because you know what? We were working months and months in advance. And if you want to be a part of it in December, awesome. If you want to be a part of it in January, February, March, April, May, June, July, great. But I want to fit your calendar. And so December is a great time. Instead of feeling like, oh my gosh, I have to get this donation in here before December 31st, use a, uh, an event or something that you have going on. It doesn't have to be an event, but I, you know, that campaign, I want you to have that campaign idea in mind so that when you're talking to somebody, it doesn't feel like, oh my gosh, if you don't give to us here in the next 31 days, we're in trouble and we're going to have to close our doors. Now, I understand you may be in that position and you may feel that sense of, of, of anxiety around this month, but I want you to just for one moment, identify the fact that nobody likes a desperate charity. Nobody likes desperation, period, in friendships, in relationships. They want to feel like they're in control, that they have the ability to help you or not. And it's their choice. And I find that our charities, we often will ask for you know, for that donation. And we will make it such a hard sell and such a franticness that we ultimately push potential donors away from us. And I know that that's not our intent, but we actually do that. 
And, and that's what I'm wanting you to avoid this time of year is that we don't have to feel that sense of heaviness because we've got a plan. And if you're thinking through the whole calendar year and you're saying, okay, where do we want to see our donations come in? And I want you just for a second to pull back the layers a little bit and pause just during our conversation today to think through what month of the year do I want to focus on? Is there a, a month of the year where you're like, this is where people most of the time think about us. If you work with a school or a university and you're like, people think about the school year when they think about us. So back to school time, that August, September, October time is when people start to think about us. And maybe during the spring semester or that that springtime when people are thinking about graduation and end of the year and sending people off. Or maybe your cause is really heavy during the summer months. And maybe you do a camp or you work with kids in the summer. And those summer months are when people think, oh, our kids are going off to camp and they're going to be home for the summer. Well, when is the best time to be talking about your cause? And so when we're talking about this year-end giving, we want to focus our attention on those months and that season of the year because then it reminds people, oh yeah, that we're only a couple months away. Oh, that's going to come up really quick on us. So let's start planning for it now. And if they can give that year-end gift, they're already going to be thinking about it. And you don't have to put on the pressure. You don't have to beg for it. And my my like the thing that I often you know tell people the saying is is that I want you to make sure that you're top of mind. So if you're going to send out that year-end appeal, which I do encourage you to do, I want to make sure that your name is in front of them at the end of the year. And maybe you're going to send that in the mail, or maybe you're going to send that through email. And you're going to tell people about what a great year that you've had. So I always encourage the year end, just that financial report that tells people, Hey, here's where we've been throughout the year. And then we also have the opportunity for them to financially give. You can send this in two separate documents, or you can send it in one. Uh, remember, this is your brand. This is your brand. How do you want to be perceived by your donor base, by your, your, your constituents, the people that follow your work. Okay. What kind of journey are you taking them on? And you're going to know, how am I going to communicate with them at the end of the year based on your overall branding? And I had somebody just recently reach out to me and they asked, they're like, yeah, we've never really done a financial review or an annual review or, you know, whatever, a financial report that we send out to our donors. We've never done it before. So it doesn't, it doesn't feel normal. And here's the thing. You can start a new tradition, right? You can start a new tradition anytime you want. So if you want to start reporting more about your financials and say, wow, what a great year we've had, don't feel like just because you do it once, you have to do it every year, but also think about the fact that if you've never done it, it's okay to start. It's okay to start over-communicating now versus not communicating at all. And people will notice, they'll start to say, what is it that you guys are doing? What's happening? And Maybe it's because you've picked up and started listening to this podcast, or you've started to pick up some you know, additional support because you care about your fundraising and you're telling your donor base that in order for you to make a bigger and better difference in the work that you're doing, you've got to pay attention to the financials and more dollars means greater impact. And that's what you want to see happen. So no one's going to fault you for over-communicating versus not sharing anything at all. Now I have lots and lots of history 
with donors telling me that they left an organization, they stopped giving to a specific organization because number one, they weren't thanked, and number two, they never communicated. So if you are one of those causes that's just silent and you accept donations and then you don't say anything, you don't respond, you don't thank them, you don't reach out to them and tell them the difference that you're making, there's a good chance that they are not going to come back. And then you find yourself in this crazy cycle of begging and you know having your handout, asking for dollars and freaking out during the month of December when you're thinking about closing out your books for the year. It's got to stop. And that's what I want to encourage you today to do is be intentional. And I've talked about this in the last few episodes as I've talked with my clients, Dan and April, and I had uh, one of my other clients, Joel, on one of my calls. And in every single circumstance with every single one of my clients, the whole intention, the whole purpose here is to just have a plan, be intentional, make sure that your donors know that they can expect to hear from you. And whether that's every week, whether that's every month, whether that's quarterly, that is your brand and you get to decide. So nobody gets to make that decision for you. Now, a lot of people are looking for this cookie cutter, do this, do that, do this, do that. And this is what I want to tell you is that no one can tell you how to run your organization, but you, you are running a solo game, a solo game. Think about a track and how you are on the track. It takes so much energy to look back and see where your competition is or see where everybody else is. What are they doing? How are they raising money? How are they you know, gearing up for the end of the year? I want you to put your blinders on like the horses you know that you see with the carriages and they got the blinders on the side because we cannot be distracted during this season. It is so important that you run your own race. And that was something that I was very intentional about in my own fundraising journey, and I still am today, is that I don't really care what everybody else is doing because no one else is raising funds for the same cause as me. No one's doing the same work that your cause is doing. Nobody can compare to the work that you're doing. And that's the thing. We are, it's it's just easy. It's the world that we live in that it's easy to play the comparison game. I know that's the talk of, of most media outlets where they talk about social media and Instagram and Facebook and all this stuff that that's going on that everybody is comparing. And so then it leads to depression and anxiety. And trust me, this is what's happening in our causes as well. When we don't put the blinders on and we don't run our own race, it is so easy to get distracted and to see what is our competition doing? What are the other charities in town doing? And that does not matter. And so often I find that people will say, well, if I don't do, if I don't play that game, if I don't go the same route that those, those other charities are going, I'm going to miss out on those donations. And those, donors are going to decide to give to those causes and they're not going to give to us. And what I want you to understand is that there are people that are flying under the radar that are not playing that same game. And you can attract those people into your cause. They're going to be the ones that are diehards for the work that you do. So you don't have to play this end of the year game with everybody else. You get to play your own game because you have a plan where you're gearing every all of your donors and you're, you're telling your donors how they should expect to hear from you. 
I love this time of year because it's the gift giving season. So I loved spending December and spending this time being able to, to honor and recognize and to go show up and have conversations and build relationships with my donors and people that I wanted to get to become donors to my cause. So think about this holiday season. And I just want to ask you to pause for a few moments and just think about your cause and only your cause, just your cause, not what's everybody else doing, you know, the red kettles and the letters and the, you know, all the promotions that are going on right now for different charities. I want you to think about your cause. What does your calendar look like for 2020? What are the things that you're going to be doing in the upcoming year so that next year when we roll into the month of December, we are not frantic about asking for donations and we're not begging people for donations, but instead we get to invite people in at the end of the year and say, you know what, we're going to have a great 2020 and we want to kick things off strong. And if you want to give in the month of December, we want to invite you to do that, but we also want to drive your, we want to put your attention on these big things that are going to happen in the upcoming year and show you how you can be a part of that. So think about that. And I, I just, I know that it's so easy to get caught up in all the chaos and the craziness of the season, but for a moment, uh, find some time to separate yourself from that and pull out that journal, pull out that pen and paper and find a time to just think through when do people get excited about your cause? And let's drive our attention towards those months of the year while still engaging people during the month of December and saying, inviting them to be a part of the work that you're doing. So if you do not have a signature fundraiser, and I want to remind you that this is not an event, okay? Uh, for some of you, it might be. For some of you, it's not. It may be, might be a building campaign. It might be a specialty project that you're thinking of. But if you do not have a signature fundraiser for your cause, and you're just month by month by month trying to collect as many donations and get yourself in front of as many people as possible, I want to encourage you to consider it. Okay. Uh, this is where you're looking at the calendar all year round and you're driving traffic towards building up to one big gathering or one big thing that you as a cause do. So that way, when you meet somebody for the first time and they say, Oh, tell me, how can I get plugged in? How can I be a part of it? Then you can drive your attention towards that signature thing that you do. And you can have some pre things that lead up to it and some things that come in after it, maybe that awards banquet or some ways that you can engage people after your signature fundraiser. But the whole thing is, is that we've got one thing that we're driving people towards. And so if this is you and you're like, man, we don't have that. We don't have that signature fundraiser. We've never really thought about one major thing that we can drive our attention to. I want you to consider applying for my fundraising freedom Academy. I know the last couple of weeks I've been interviewing and sharing some stories about some of my students who are a part of it right now. But if you've thought about uh, doing something bigger and stop, you know, really ending this rat race that you're just, you know, on this hamster wheel running frantically, because trust me, you will burn out. I've been there. 
I've been there. I've done it too many times where I'm like a fundraiser after fundraiser after fundraiser. And I find myself where I'm like, there's got to be an easier way. And the easier way is that you have one major thing that you're driving everybody's attention to. You guys know, if you've watched any uh, personal development videos or listened to my podcast in the past, you know that there are so many things that can distract you and run you in a lot of different directions. But the ones who have the most success are driving towards one single focus. And when you do that, it's amazing what you can get your volunteers and your donors to do. You can also get them to give larger donations and you can get them to be more excited about the work that you're doing where they're starting to tell their friends and their counterparts and their, you know, the, the businesses in the community that you are the charity that they should be a part of because you're doing things right and they never feel like they're taken advantage of. Oh, wouldn't that be great, huh? So, all right. Um, I'm only opening up my Fundraising Freedom Academy this month. This is the time. I don't open it up any other time of the year uh, because I want to start the year off strong. I want 2020 to be your year. So if you're listening right now and you're thinking to yourself, I want 2020 to be my year. I need fundraising training. I need to figure out how we can stop running frantic during the month of December or any other month for that matter and figure out how to do this. So my Fundraising Freedom Academy is a monthly, well, Basically, you get weekly coaching with me, and also you're in a group with other fundraisers, other charity leaders who are doing the same thing. So you know that you not only have a coach with me, but you also have a community. And I believe that those are the two most essential components to successful fundraising. That is why I raised millions of dollars when I worked for the American Cancer Society versus raising only hundreds of thousands of dollars when I worked for Special Olympics and the ALS Association. And I've told you guys before that. Once I figured out how the system worked, I started to replicate it. At- started to replicate it. And then I also started teaching it to small organizations, individual missionaries, all the way up to large scale organizations and multi-million dollar campaigns. And all of that is what I teach in my fundraising freedom Academy. And I want to invite you in, but here's the process is you do have to apply. And I have over half of my applicants already in, and the deadline is December 13th. Okay. Friday the 13th. I know. Um, I wanted to hit a kind of scary day because I don't want you to be afraid of the next year coming forward. I want you to be excited and looking forward to what your cause has in store. And I think that there's going to be some amazing things that we can accomplish together. So if this is you and you're thinking about applying, it's free to apply. Okay. So there's a link in the show notes, but it's just bit.ly bit.ly forward slash apply for FRFA. Got it? bit.ly forward slash apply for FRFA. And it's just a 10 question application. It takes five minutes to apply. It's free, like I said. And then we'll jump on a 20 minute call in the next couple of weeks and we'll talk through your cause. And regardless of whether or not you're a good fit for Fundraising Freedom Academy, I will give you some advice on how to start 2020 off on the right foot, okay? So don't be afraid to apply and to let's jump on a call together and find out how you can make this next year a better and more successful year so that you do not have to even think 
about begging in 2020 because this is the last year, okay? This is the last year we're going to do this uh, because it doesn't have to be this way. And like I said, fundraising should be fun. And if you've been listening to my show for very long, you know that I love fundraising because you get the opportunity, opportunity to invite people in to your cause. And look at what you have sacrificed. Look at what you've sacrificed to do the work you do. And imagine what people would sacrifice if they only knew. And many of you have the best kept secret when it comes to your cause. So many people don't even know that you exist right now because you just haven't been able to magnify your message. And I'm going to show you how to do that in Fundraising Freedom Academy. So uh, don't be afraid to apply. I would love to invite you in. Like I said, I'm only inviting 25 people into this class and the doors close on this on December 13th. So do not wait to apply. Okay. You only got a couple weeks. All right. So in the meantime, guys, let's have a great December. Let's make this the best month of the year. Be so generous. Give those gifts. Recognize your donors. Pop in and and make sure that people know that they are appreciated and that you care about the work that they do for your incredible cause. So if you need anything, don't be afraid to reach out. My email is just mary at maryvaloney.com and you're welcome to shoot me an email if you need something. So I hope you guys have a great week. Let's go change the world one volunteer and one dollar at a time. 